Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Samantha Swan with Herald Journal, and I'm here with Ruth Littlejohn, city councilwoman, to talk about the situation with the Save-A-Lot on South Church Street. Thanks for being here, Ruth. Thank you. (laughs) So, when did you find out that the store was closing? Well, I received a call on August the 18th, because it was the Sunday evening prior to the closing of Save-A-Lot from one of my constituents. He said he just left Save-A-Lot and one of the workers informed him the store would be closing on August the 24th, 2019. However, the worker had been informed if they spoke of this, they would not receive their last paycheck. The news was upsetting and I sent a message right away to our city manager, Chris Story, and assistant city manager, Mitch Kennedy. The following morning, I was sitting in Save-A-Lot's parking lot waiting for the store to open. I met with the store's manager who relayed the same message the worker was to have said the day prior. After leaving Save-A-Lot, I went directly to City Hall to meet with the city manager and assistant city manager. Chris contacted everyone connected with Save-A-Lot that day and couldn't get any confirmation of the store's closing. We continued to hear rumors before the closing, but could not receive any official notification from Save-A-Lot. Save-A-Lot closed their doors on August 24, 2019, and we later learned Save-A-Lot which is owned by Hutchins Food Group, had closed all of their stores located in South Carolina, including Columbia, Greenville, and Inman. Mm. So for City Hall, it was kind of a a fast and a slow thing at the same time, hearing about it, but then not really being able to confirm anything until the same time the rest of us did. That's right. Mm Mm-hmm. So, what were your first steps after uh, it was confirmed that it was closed? Well, we have a we have attempted rather to learn all we could about why the store was closing. We met with the property owner and the former store manager. We then began working toward finding a replacement, and we continue. Mm-hmm. And what's been done so far in, in that search? Well, we've contacted all known grocery changed, chains. Uh, we've commissioned a market study. We've met with the major grocery distributors. We've assessed the equipment needs. We've met with licensor slash brands. We've had several meetings with an experienced grocery industry manager who is potentially interested in managing a franchise store in this location. And we've met with a 
few potential investors who may be willing to capitalize a new licensee, franchisee, a grocer operating entity. Okay, so it sounds like you've been doing a lot. What does that mean? What, what does that mean for the current plan? Can you give me a little bit of a rundown on that? Well, at least one brand that operates on a franchise licensee model is interested in supplying a store at this location and at least one experienced industry professional has expressed interest in managing the venture. So we may be attempting to establish a local ownership group which would operate a store franchise at this location. Uh, What exactly does that mean? You mean exactly what does it mean, uh, the type of stores, these type stores? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, one way of characterizing grocery stores is as follows. Okay, a corporate-owned and operated, example, Ingalls and Publix, and a licensee operated full assortment, example, Piggly Wiggly or an IGA grocer, or a licensee operated a limited assortment is something similar to the former Save-A-Lot, which was operated by um, Hutchins a Food Group. Or you have a fully independent grocery, or something similar to Dill's Market. Okay. So um, right now you're looking at the licensee-operated full assortment. What would be involved in that? Well, um, Save-A-Lot um, was considered an assortment grocery in that its offerings were aimed at bargain shoppers. It offered a limited number of brands and didn't offer certain product lines. In contrast, a full-service franchise store could, could offer a wider range of products. So what will it take to make this plan work? It would take approximately $475,000 in equipment, renovation, technology, and approximately $275,000 in initial inventory, plus experienced folks to manage the enterprise. Wow, that's a a lot of money. (laughs) It is a lot of money, yes. (laughs) Uh, so, when we're talking about this, like, would the city be trying to find somebody to run a specific franchise that you want them to building, or would you be looking for uh, a franchiser who has a store that they'd like to open but doesn't have a location yet? Well, the conversations are in very early stages. Uh, we've had some initial conversations with experienced folks who might be interested in managing a franchise. If we are successful 
and identifying capital, we are confident we can find folks with the necessary grocery industry experience. Okay, so it sounds like you've got a plan coming together for who would run this, but that is a lot of money. Uh, How would the city go about uh, getting those kinds of funds? Well, of course, we would be looking for investors. We have been very fortunate in the past that uh, we've had um, some good-hearted people to come forward and to invest, and we would be looking for the same gush in this situation. Okay. And uh, so what's the timeline looking for getting something in there? I know people are very anxious to have a new grocery store on your side of town. (laughs) Well, as I stated before, the city manager is phoning, speaking to people daily, and we are convinced that we are going to um, have a grocer in the next few months. We are very confident of that. Okay. And what can people do in the meantime for uh, to get their food and other necessities? <laughs> well, in the meantime, uh, we uh, had uh, Hub City Farmers Market uh, that was coming in and bringing things on Fridays for an hour. However, because of the foods, the seasonal foods are out, they will no longer come out until the month of March. Ruth's Gleaming is now going over to the Advent Church on um, Collins um Collins Avenue there, and they are there for certain days and certain hours. I don't have that information on me. I wasn't prepared to bring. I guess I should have, knowing that I was going to be talking about Save-A-Lot. I should have brought that information. But I know that they are there at least a couple of days a week in the Family Life Center, and you can place your order. I don't have that phone number on me as well, gosh, to give, but there's a phone number that they can call, gosh, to place their order for a box of food. If you are on SNAP or, you know, something of that nature, you can actually get about $15.00 of food for Jessica, $5. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So that is good. And then they can also go down to Ingalls, um, down on Pine Street. It's at the corner of uh, Pine and Union. Or they can go to um, the Walmart community store that is down at the corner of Union and 295. Now, Walmart also has a program where you can call in or you can go online and place your order and the food will be delivered to your home. But there is a fee for that. Uh, I'm not sure of the amount, but I do know that there is a fee for that delivery. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Ruth. And um, I hope that this has been really educational for everybody and can help everybody out. (laughs) Well, thank you for allowing me this opportunity. Just going to run this 
dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.